You're listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 42. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubumi. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iya Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume in your car, put up your earbuds, grab a cup of coffee, tea, something great to hydrate, and let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by our very own Alejos 101. Are you new to the Orisha traditions and haven't found your way yet? Heard of folks getting scammed? Have you been approached by some priest who might not be so savory? Still, you are in love with Orisha and want to be in the traditions, but don't know where to start, then Alejos 101 is a great choice. It is an in-depth program with year-long benefits, which will guide you through the A to Zs of being an Alejo or Aborisha and have a great experience as you are spiritually growing. Want to know more? Go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash A, like Apple, 101 coming soon. With that, let's get this episode rolling. What happens when you are gun-ho about your spirituality and you're going and it's going great and you, everything is spiritual and the wind hits you and oh yeah it's so wonderful and then you go and you hit a low what happens when you fizzle out what can you do to get out of a spiritual funk i am going to start telling you a story It's a story I'm very familiar with because it's my story. When I got started, oh my God, I couldn't get enough. I breathed everything that was Orisha Black, Orisha Black, Indian Orisha Black, Indian Orisha Black. Everything meant something. If I saw a twig in the street and it was bent into three sides. That's it. That was a like, but it was like everything meant something. Everything was so wonderful. Then I started to receive things. I got my warriors, more readings, more bows. It just kept going and I still couldn't get enough. Then I got initiated. Yes, that was over a decade later, but still I got initiated. I was so excited. And interestingly enough, something major happened, which made me question myself as a person, as a human being, as a priestess, as everything. It just made me question everything. It was a very negative event in my spiritual life, which spilled over to my personal life. And uh, it was just 
so bad. It is so bad that I still haven't fully gotten over it. It is that bad. It was it it affected me profoundly. And after that, I didn't want anything to do with the traditions. It's not so much that it was that I didn't want to do anything with the traditions, but it's like I was so down that I couldn't get myself to pray, to do anything. I wouldn't even go to our prayer room, which in our house, it's called the Ijabu. Not at all. I did not set foot in it. Our Egun shrine is there. And I'm like, nope. It's just, I went upon my days in a daze, if that makes sense. Ah, it rhymes. But I did. It was like, I was floating and not in the good floating. Like, it was sucky floating. It was just, I just existed. It was that bad. It was, uh, it was just very, very bad. Then I was forced to go to Yemaya. She is my crown, my Orisha. Against my will, mind you, I did not want to do that. I did not want to be there. I felt like crap. I felt worse than that. And I I just didn't want to do it. You may have heard the story, but if you haven't, I was forced. It wasn't like I was twisted or at gunpoint. But basically, it's like, you better go. Because at this point, I must have been absolutely unbearable. And I sat with her and felt way worse. Because, well, I had not been there for like ever. I remember I did not clean her. I just kind of just sat there. You know, I did the omitutu. I did the water. I rang my bell. I did the the full majuba. And then I sat there. And I'm just like depressed maybe. (laughs) Probably. I just didn't want to be there. But then I was honest. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so sorry. I haven't been here. But I just, I feel so bad. I feel awful. I don't want to do anything. I just, you know what? I just sat there. And I did speak to her, but I mostly sat there. And I've I've told a story before. I kind of felt her voice. And it said, you know, I love you just as you are. Now, I love you the way you are. It doesn't... To me, it didn't come across as, hey, Omileti, you can continue to be a screw up and to feel this way and, you know, you can continue to suck and that's okay. I like you that way. No, it was more like, I know what you are. I know your flaws. I know you and I accept you, but I know that you can do better. I just accept you as you are right this second. And I've had this argument (laughs) Well, it's not an argument. It's a discussion on, oh my God, that's such a cop out on, you know, for you trying to stay how you are. And I'm like, no, that's not how it came across. And it just came across as I could do better. And she knew that I could do better, but I I was loved at that moment. Shameless plug here. Here's a shameless plug. So I created a lettering art piece, and I've said this before. I I'll definitely share it on the show notes. And it it was done right afterwards. It was the creative kind of oomph that I received afterwards. And to me, that is one of my special pieces because of how 
I got to that message. And yeah, I'll post it. Okay, shameless plug over. You guys can take a look at it when you're done. Back to the story. She loves me the way that I am, warts and all, and wants me to be better. But right now, she just loves me as I am. And it's interesting because the spiritual beings who are working with you, they know you from the inside and they accept you with your flaws, just like she still loves me right now. How humbling is that? To me, that was very, very powerful. Now, you know that I like actionable things. And if you don't know it, you'll know it now. So what to do when you are in a spiritual funk? I have a few things for you. And they may go hand in hand with an earlier podcast that we had, but I'm going to go a little bit more in depth on this one and with the spiritual, I guess, actionable items. Okay. Number one, take a bath, shower, take a shower, and then dress in white from head to toe. Now, Some people, they want the witchy or spiritual aspect of a bath Ah, because as healing as water is, they want the witchy aspect to it. A regular bath is so much cheaper, but if you must have something to put your witchy hoodoo mind at ease, I don't mind folks going for a white bath. A simple one with flower petals, mostly white flowers, people. Florida water because, dang it, it just smells like a botanica and witchy. And sometimes that's enough. But if you have efun, also known as cascarilla, then crack some in there and go for it. Now, some people take a bath, like filled tub, and then they put all the stuff in it and they don't rinse it after they leave. And then you're smelling all this witchy-licious for the rest of the day. Some people take a shower and they put the bath ingredients into like a basin or something and they put, they pour the bath on top from the neck down, people. Please just trust me on this one, from the neck down. I'm one of these people. But I'm still down with a tub filled with bubbles or something that smells good and some relaxing music. A key is also after the bath, if you're doing this to get out of a spiritual funk, to dress in white. White is a worship color for us and it's amazing. You are going to notice a difference when you dress in white after a bath. And I promise you will feel better and you will notice a difference. At least you'll begin to to have a change. Okay, number two, choose yourself. Okay, for those of you who do not know this tidbit about me, I am a self-help junkie. I love to listen to new books, new videos, new talks. I follow certain people. I like some videos of folks who are doing things to improve. I love it. I don't know what I might listen to or come in contact with that day that I may need. I'm going to give you some true examples. When you hear your alarm clock or when you're first waking up, Sometimes it's like your mind is between worlds, ah, between, you know, world of the beyond and the awake and the awake, the 
up the day world. And I'm told, and then on top of that, so if you're in between that, then you are, first thing you do without even thinking is you press the snooze button. I am totally guilty and notorious for doing this. I would love if you're one of these people for you to say these words in your mind or out loud if you do not have a spouse or a significant other or a baby next to you because then you don't want to wake up that baby. Say these words. I choose me. And say it three times. I choose me. I choose me. I choose me. It's like you're giving a jolt of purpose to your ori and to your mind so that you can choose to do the best for you. I tried the Mel Robbins 54321 and it worked for a while, but I heard somewhere that you should choose yourself and you should choose to have a phenomenal start of your day. You should choose to have that. I was like, whoa, that was like mind blowing for me because when you're in a funk and you don't even think that you're even worthy of getting up, going in front of your Risha, going to your Eshu, going to your Babalao, going to your priest, getting a reading, when you don't even feel worthy, this is one of those things that will begin to jolt. It's like, um, like a fresh start and your Ari like, might be like, oh, Yesterday we were in a funk, but wait, she chooses herself. Okay, we got to get ourselves together for her or him. Don't worry, or him. This will be a really good start. Just remember, I choose me. By the way, in Alejo's 101, we have weekly calls. And this aspect of choosing yourself first and celebrating things that happen is spoken about on a weekly basis to get ourselves out of funks, to celebrate the things that we do, or even to get ourselves out of other spiritual beliefs that don't believe that one should put themselves first. All right, moving on to number three, clean your house. I know you may have heard it. I am not the neatest. Mess is fine for me, but it is important and it does make a difference. So start with one space, even if it is a little table. Start with that, clear it fully, wipe it, clean it, make it beautiful. Start with something small and then seriously take the time to celebrate that you have cleaned it and then move on and clean the next one and clean the next one. It is going to make a difference. It is known that spirits of chaos love messes. And I have to keep that in mind because I'm an artist as well. And man, I love to work. For me, that's like a creative mess. But sometimes that mess is not creatively good anymore. I know it's not a word, but it's like it doesn't help in my creative process and it's good. If you have a bunch of clothes laying around, if you have a bunch of books, if you have piles of things, it's good to get rid of them because spiritual entities that love chaos also love messes. Many of you will go to a reading and your life is upside down and it will come out literally in the mean, in the reading you have to clean your house. Okay, number four, light 
incense. I used to do this so often that it became like blah for me. It's just, it didn't work anymore. I just like got so bored and I stopped and I only did it for big ceremonies. Maybe it's a good thing that I did that because I'm a huge fan of smells. There are smells that can take you back to a memory. They can take you back to a time in your childhood. They can take you back to a feeling. Same thing applies here. Light up that favorite incense that you picked up at the market and it smells like, I don't know, honey, suckle with roses, whatever it is that just lights you up and makes you smile. For some people, when they smell frankincense and myrrh, it's like spiritualness and all kinds of witchy feelings and arousals and enlightenment and everything happens for them. If that is you, then that's your go-to. I used to have I don't know what the name of this incense was. It was made by some witchy shop in New York, but I called it happy. It was my happy incense. It's not called that, but that's what I called it because that is how it made me feel. To this day, I've had that thing for more than 15 years and I am so cheap with it because I only go to it when I absolutely dire hard need it. And Listen, at this point, if it is going to help you to use your nose to get all of the other senses going, you know what? Do it. To get out of the spiritual funk, light up that incense. Do it, use it, light it, smell it, and start a little better than what you had before. Number five, if you have a spiritual shrine, an egun shrine, take some time to clean up that space. Rearrange it change the water glasses, change the space. If it's like a little table that you have your your egg, change the space or just clear up everything and then start over. I've always been told this by my husband and I used to roll my eyes like, I'm just not, I'm just going to refill the waters and the end. And he was right. I fought him tooth and nail on this. I would not. It's just Well, then again, I was in a spiritual funk, so I guess I wasn't in the mind frame for it, but it is important. If you do have a shrine, rearrange it, go there and, you know, see what happens. Number six, if you have said spiritual shrine, like a boveda, an equid shrine, give them something. I find that the act of giving is very healing, that even if you're in a funky funk, it helps. If you go there, you say to your ancestors, you know, I don't feel good. I feel like crap, but I know that you hear me. I know you're here. I bring you X, Y, Z, let's say coffee, tea, candy, candle, something that they like. Please don't forget me. Please give me strength. Be there for me because man, I'm going through it right now and I don't want to. And it doesn't have to be that long just for for you to give them something and just to tell them, listen, I'm here. I don't feel great, but I'm giving you this. Please, like, don't forget me. And it sounds funny, but the truth is that if you're sharing your woes, it really helps us to feel better. What better way to share your woes with folks who are there for you, who are vested on you just by the mere fact that they're related to you by blood. So go for this one. Try definitely this one. If you are an initiated priest, Take care of your Risha. 
clean up the terrines, the gourds, the space, the shrinal space. If you have your banuelos, you know, get those cleaned uh, professionally because most of them are made like satiny and you don't want to wash them. If not, you know, put the secondary one while you're getting that one clean. Like take the time to clean up that space, to change it, to rearrange. If you have an Orisha, go on the hunt for something special for that Orisha. For example, uh, my Ibejis, it came out that I had to uh, give them an abo. Fine. I was going to give them the abo. The abo was something simple. It was candy. And my husband said, oh, you should put them both inside of one big dish and then just put all the stuff around it. And I was just like, I just don't want to. I don't feel great. Like, you know, when you just don't feel good, nothing feels right. and You don't want to do anything. And that was me. But I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go find a dish and I'm going to paint it. And, you know, I am going to do something. And it's funny because I painted mine and I was so proud of my veggie dish and they both fit and their terrines fit in there. My abode fit in there. It was so great. My husband looked at it. (laughs) He goes, that looks horrible. (laughs) And I'm like, but I like it. And I love watching the dish. I made this. I created this and they're fine. And as long as I see it now, I smile and it provides a sense of, yeah, I'm so proud. I did this. This is great. So if you have Orisha crowns and it's been a while, this is another Take some time to shine their crowns and to really make everything sparkle. I don't understand and I really don't know. Maybe I'm sure somebody has studied it, but the act of sometimes doing repetitive tasks with a goal in mind is really, really helpful. Number eight, take some time to do prayers in your sacred space. Yes, if you have time but there are 168 hours in a week. And if you look, you can find time to do your prayers in your sacred space or the space that you have put for yourself. Trust me, I have had battles on thinking why I don't have time, but there is time. If you have time to be on Facebook and to be listening to YouTube and Netflix and Prime and HBO, if you have time to be doing a whole bunch of stuff, trust me, there is time. Not a rush, but when you have some time, this doesn't have to be on a daily, with the prayers that you are given then sit and meditate. Don't just be so ready like, okay, goodbye, I did my prayers. Just sit there. And this to me was a challenge, especially when you're not feeling well, because it's mostly like you're doing things out of duty. And it's not so much duty. There's other layers underneath. Little tidbit, no surprise here. Take a notebook with you and write down any messages. You may not know where it comes from, but sometimes it's a thought that you're like, was that me? That wasn't me, was it? Write it down and just keep going. I know some people that they put their phones on Do Not Disturb and they keep their app recording and they just press when something is going on. So they speak to their phone and it's recording for the messages that come in and then they kind of put it away for for later. If you are scared, 
or it has been a while since you have done any prayers, schedule a time to spend with them for even 10, five minutes, just five. Start with five and then six and seven and put your alarm clock if you need to or not. Just get the momentum going. And this was, I think, very difficult for me because I didn't even want to start. So I understand if you are in a funk, I get you. I really, really do. Number nine, add fresh water to all your sacred space items that require water. Clear water is important. When you don't go into your space because you're in a funk, that water's going to get all muddy and stuff. You don't want it to get that way. That really does help in your spiritual well-being. Plus, it just looks nice. But spiritual well-being first. Number 10, book a reading with a priest. Sometimes you're running away from your spirituality out of shame. Ding, ding, ding. That was me. But it's much better to know where you are so that you know where you need to go. And I'm saying this with a lot of care because I wish I would have felt care and nurture of myself that it was okay. And I didn't. And I waited a really long time where I would have been better off. So just book a reading with a priest that you know, of course. Somebody, if you have a relationship, this is a time for that. Number 11. This one is going to be so important that you have no idea how well you will do. Write down each win that you make. It will help to motivate you to keep going. Even if it's as small as, hey, I just went three minutes without having a negative thought about myself, my life, my dog, my whatever. Celebrate each win. Think of a round rock, right? You have to push it up a hill. It's hard work, right? And you're pushing, pushing, pushing. But each millimeter that it's moving, each half an inch, each quarter inch, each step that you take, you get closer to that pinnacle, to the top of the hill or mountain or whatever it is, the challenge. And then when you reach the top, you can ride the wave of spiritual success on the way down. So this one, although it's the last one that we are going to talk about, I think it's the most important. As you're going through like, win of the day, I lit incense. The end. Maybe that's all you had. Win of the day, I washed those Bobedav glasses that I have not for the past three months. That's a win. And you're going to keep a list because when you're in a funk, sometimes you have to do your best to get yourself out. And I'm hoping that these tools will absolutely help you. Now you know you can kick that spiritual funk bye-bye and start your momentum again. You know, it happens to everyone and you can have a great spiritual journey from where you are. And even if it feels that you're taking one step forward and three steps back, it's going to get better. If you try and keep trying and if something doesn't work, just give it a break, try something else or even try again. You've reached the end of this episode. What did you think? Did you find some reflections of your own that you would like to share about your spiritual arena, your funk, how you got yourself, how did this help? 
I'd love to hear about it. Share it with a comment. And if you're on YouTube, like the episode, subscribe and comment there too. And of course, don't forget to click on the little bell icon so that you will be the first to know when there's a new video uploaded. A couple of things. Remember, this episode was brought to you by Alejos 101, the program written for the brand new person in the Orisha traditions in mind, as well as the new Aborisha and those who have been struggling to find their way. We feel you. For details, go on when the program opens, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash A101 coming soon. I mentioned the message of Yemaya in that artwork. I will put it into the link on the show notes. I'm going to be revamping the site, the art site, which is Olubumi Creations. So just go to the link. I will update everything and I'll make an announcement when the site is ready at Olubumi Creations. And that's for the art stuff, which is mostly with the Africaness, Yoruba, Orisha, and motivational aspect to it. For show notes, very easy. Go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash 4242. If you liked this episode and found it valuable to you and your spiritual growth, share this podcast episode so that someone else can also get something out of it, especially this great episode about getting out of funks. And I would be so grateful when you have just five minutes to spare, hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. I read each and every one of them. And I tell you, it gives us the fuel to keep going, to do more research, to create more content to help you on your spiritual journeys. Those five minutes that you take to share your thoughts, they really, really do mean the world to me. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will go through some of your questions from Ask a Priest and other topics. Also, in the upcoming episodes, there will be a topic that is so big that it will need to be tackled into more than one episode. Hmm. I will warn you, this is one of those topics that will make you cringe, sad, angry, mad. Why something like this? Because it is very necessary to discuss the hard topics. Not everything is the color of roses. I'm sure you've heard that. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you immensely. Odabo. Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.